0: Rob Dibble Show with Ben Darnell on your Afternoon Drive. Joining us now on the Harvey Building Products Hotline is Mick Mixon. He is the Carolina Panthers play-by-play boy since I think around 2005. And uh, Mick, welcome to the program.
2: It's an honor, Ben. Thank you. I want to know, am I talking to the real Rob Dibble and the Rob Dibble? And if so, I want him to say something that only the Rob Dibble would know to say.
0: Uh, Marge shot was a hell of an owner.
2: <laughs> there we go. Shotzi, Shotzi,
0: that poor dog. That dog was dying of cancer. She was dragging the poor thing around all the time. Awful, awful human being.
2: Yeah, the secondhand smoke that it killed <sighs> Shotzi. That's,
0: that's dude. my yeah, first, my first child when Lou, when Lou became the manager, um. She told everybody to come down. My daughter was probably a year old, and uh, so I'm holding on to her, and Marge has a Benson and Hedges cigarette over her head, and I keep moving her, I'm moving her, and Marge is moving with me. And I'm like, Marge, could you get that cigarette away from my daughter? And she's like, oh, honey, it's not going to hurt. I mean, that's the way she was. She's clueless. So there's a Marge <laughs> is, story for you.
2: That is phenomenal. I, I, I admired your, your career from a distance, and uh, I always thought you would, aspire to greater things than sports broadcasting but we're, we're and are happy to have you in our fraternity
0: well thank you so much uh, let, let's talk about cam newton for a second uh when carolina went in a different direction honestly i think ben and i both thought the same thing that more teams would be interested in cam newton i know he ended up with new england are you surprised that more teams weren't interested in cam newton and uh do you think new england's a good fit
2: I kind of was. I, I keep feeling like New England might have pulled a real coup. And I was on in California yesterday or the day before, and I was talking about how the Eagles signed. You know, They looked around for somebody to join their band, and they signed Vince Gill. And I thought, this is the Patriots and Cam Newton. The Patriots already have a long string of hits. And then they add this immensely talented player to the band, and it's just going to, I think, it, the, the hits are just going to keep rolling. Cam Newton, Rob, I think you would really like him. I, have you ever met him? Do you, do I either, have not. Either of you guys ever met him? Yeah. First of all, he's a huge man. I mean, he, TV doesn't do it justice. Photographs don't do it justice. He, his body just looks like it was sculpted in some kind of art class. Secondly, he's... His combative, competitive fire burns more brightly than people on the outside looking in might think. And, and it's easy to understand why. He, he throws a lot of camouflage your way with what he wears, how he does his hair, his hats, his outfits, press conference, demeanor, playful banter, so and so, just not in the mood. That you can vary. But all but skin all that away. His teammates really enjoy him. He, he's a, He's got a heart for kids, heart for his foundation, and the Patriots will get the very, very best of what Cam Newton has to bring because Cam is just pure team mad at the world. He's mad at the Panthers, mad at anybody who doubted him, mad at anybody who didn't think he could He can still do it. And I think he's got a lot left to prove.
1: Can you give us a medical report to the best of your ability on Cam right now?
2: Well, being that I'm a liberal arts major, but uh, I, I like – reading a lot. I'm fascinated with the human body and (laughs) sports science and all that, but I I definitely don't want to get out on any thin ice and talk about what I don't know about. Here's what I can tell you. Number one, he's a fairly strict, or at least when he was here, he was a fairly strict vegan for a season or two. There is some, and Rob, you you probably weigh in on this. There's some debate in the athletic trainer and medical community on whether An elite, high-performing athlete can get the the protein that he or she might need with a vegan diet. And I don't have an opinion on it. I'm sure Cam knows what he's doing. But I can't wait to see how this plays out, to see how Cam Newton's style, his personality, will fit in a more rich organization like New England and to see whether this injury A hiccup or two he's had might just be the result of all the collisions and all the 58 rushing touchdowns and all the sacks. And that now that he's well rested, he can hit the reset button there. Or is there something sort of, is there something maybe diet related that might make him more frail and more prone to injury? I don't know.
0: That's a great point because I know that Prince Fielder did that whole vegan thing to lose weight and he broke down quickly. Um so my, I mean my opinion was we we had nutritionists when I was in the big leagues and they they wanted you to eat some meats for the iron and the protein and all that kind of stuff and chickens and fish and all that kind of stuff and and since my wife's kind of like a vegan I can honestly tell you I love meat I like eating meat so um I I hope that that he stays healthy for New England's uh uh uh, for for them and that uh, he's healthy and the people up here can enjoy him. But like you said, I remember when he was coming out of college and a lot of people doubted him. Um, and I kept saying, give the kid a chance. I mean, nobody's giving the kid a chance. Um, I like guys that have something to prove and and does he have something left in the tank? And I love your analogy about you know the 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 New England Patriots are getting a, a star. This guy's a former MVP uh he's he's got an amazing genetic build and i honestly mick i think that belichick and mcdaniels wanted to take a shot at cam and see if they could get something out of him um do you feel like this is a great fit because these guys will they'll try to make the most out of his talent that he has left
2: i absolutely do and he's in a place where they have the neurons to rub together, not that they didn't in the Carolinas. I'm not saying that at all. It almost worked with Cam Newton as a Panther. I mean, it did work. He took the Panthers to some very high highs, got to the Super Bowl in a game that the Panthers and Cam Newton felt like they should have won, and and now he's transitioning to another set of coaches. What I mean by this is that I'm pretty sure that – that the Patriots offensive coaches will try to figure out third and eight. In my in my uh, to my untrained eye, one of the deals with Cam Newton is what do you do on third and eight? Cuz he he tends to want to default to his feet if the first or second read isn't there, and he used to have the juice to do that. He'd run for first downs just for days, but but now can he? Does he have that foot speed? Will he be twitchy again? Will he be able to beat that rush into the edge, turn the corner, elude the sack, get the first down, stand up, point this way, first down Patriots going that way? If so, if he still can run like that, then, man, look out because New England can put in the RPO. They'll put in things that, that they never ran with Tom Brady. And preparing for the Patriots will be like a whole new mental exercise for D coordinators, coordinators around the league.
1: Especially if he can throw the football. What about his park pocket passing or just throwing in general? How has that evolved over the years when he was at Carolina?
2: He's got a huge arm. I mean, Mother Nature uh, just reached down a lot. I can't quote the Bull Durham line exactly, but just <laughs> put a lightning bolt into Cam Newton's right shoulder. But as a result, has he had to rely or has he – not had to rely on better mechanics. He looks like he tends to want to lean back a little bit, even from a clean pocket. He'll make plays. I think anyone would agree with this who studied him. He'll make plays. I'm just a broadcaster. Don't anybody take me too seriously. I'm not a coach. I don't uh, I'm, you know, I'm, but I'm the one that's on your show right now, so I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> but I think anybody would tell you that Cam Newton will make plays that no other quarterback, no one, no other quarterback can make. But he'll also miss throws and miss plays that any quarterback should make. So can he make the splash plays often enough where you can live with the, the, the heartbreaking, oh, man, he had a receiver wide open in the right flat that would have been for a – a first down on third down at eight, but he threw it too high. I think he can still do it.
0: At the end of his run uh, with Carolina Mick, what, what was going wrong and, and how did he react to that? Like, how What was he like on the practice field? Was he sullen? Um, did he snap back at the coaching staff and stuff like that? Or was he a professional doing that kind of stuff? Meaning, uh, what if he becomes the backup in New England? Will he be able to handle it?
2: Cam's not for everybody, but because he, you know, he, he dresses in a different way, his his font that he uses when he does his Instagram I and mean, all that, the YouTube. But that train, the Barry Sanders score a touchdown and then hand the ball back to the referee, that train left the station about 30 years ago and it's probably <laughs> not coming back. Right. I, I got no no dirt on on Cam Newton. I don't. I can't tell you any time where he dog cussed anybody where he turned a deaf ear to a coach, where he big timed people that were trying to help him. Uh I, I think I, I I just think that he I think the Patriots have gotten a, an incredible deal. I, I think that he's got a, a huge personality, just a megawatt smile. The Panthers never have never had we never had anybody quite like him. Patriots are more used to it with big stars and Super Bowls and ticker tape and confetti and all that. So I think he's going to a place where he'll want to listen first, get a feel for it, and then deal himself out in, in a, a measured but in a very exciting electric way. Well,
1: I know a Panther fan circle every NFC South game that's on the schedule no matter what, but there's probably a couple circles around the Tampa Bay games now with Tom Brady being at quarterback. How fun, if we have a season, how fun is the NFC South going to be?
2: It's not fair, really, with all the bullies on the block down down here. And, by the way, your humble small market Carolina Panthers, we could use – there's some seats open on the bandwagon, and we could use some people up in you, you guys' part of the world uh, anointing us as your second favorite team, perhaps, or third favorite team and kind of follow us, particularly on the Carolina Panthers radio network, we'd appreciate that. (laughs) Done. uh, Brady, you know, with Brady now, with Matt Ryan, with Drew Brees, it's just as psychotic, the, uh, the trigger men that the Panthers have to face twice a season minimum
0: well i my fantasy football pick last year that that helped me almost win the championship is christian McCaffrey, and now you got Teddy bridgewater you guys your offense is is electric um do you, do you have a team that's gonna win more than five games this year?
2: That's probably the over and under I don't dip into I don't know any any lines or you know the odds or anything i don't I never have done that, and never will but I think that probably that's right around the where the scale would tip on any more than that and you would probably say, Whoa Nelly, this, you know, Matt Rule and this staff, man, they over they overproduce. I I do know this. Teams now that we got Bridgewater and this draft that the Panthers had going seven for seven on the defensive side, teams are not calling to schedule us for homecoming anymore. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Meg what, what about the absence of Luke this time around? Not having the, the sounds of Luke anytime a sack happens or a big play on defense. That's going to be an empty feeling on defense this year.
2: Keekley? Nah, he was overrated. No talent. <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> nah, you're – if you – you know, Ben, if you broadcast, if you get to interview – Luke Keekley, this is my opinion. Anyway, I'm 61 and a half years old, and all I ever wanted to be was a sports announcer ever since I was a little Mickey Mixon growing up in Chapel Hill. And if you get a Luke Keekley just on one team that you cover, if you get a chance to be in the cafeteria training camp or watch him prepare or ride a bus into the to the team hotel from the airport with a classy ambassador for, for football and for athletics like Luke Keekley you consider yourself pretty daggum lucky.
0: Well, Mick, thank you so much for coming on with us. Uh, Love to get you back on just to talk some Carolina football. Or music, man.
1: How's the Franklin Street Band going? I remember being in Chapel Hill about 10 years ago, seeing Mick mixing on the drums. You did not. I swear to God I did. No, tell me that you're just BSing. No, man, I'm from North Carolina. I've been there. I know all about the Franklin Street Band.
2: Well, I'm the original drummer and founder of the band Break Wind and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> that band dissipated after we burst very quickly onto the music scene. And then my next band, the Franklin Street Band, we actually hung around for a while. And my wife, Five Feet of Hell, Dawn Elizabeth Thomas Mixon, the lead singer in the band. And we used to love playing, I mean, Hotels, Live After Five, smoky Blues Bars. Uh, anything we could play. We love it, but we kind of shut her down a few years ago. We need to start back up. We're trying to do a reunion tour and we, we had to sort of uh, go, go dark before we could come back.
0: Well, you sir are a ball of fire and uh, a lot of fun. We appreciate you coming on the show.
2: My honor, guys, as I said in the beginning and, and please keep my number handy and come see me if you're ever in the Carolinas.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Mick. Thanks, Mick. Okay. Bye. Mickey Mixon. Best, man. Love him. Soul of the Earth. Oh, my God. Great analogy, though, on the, on the Eagles and uh, he's got Vince skill and all from that kind of stuff. He's got more where that comes from. So he's a big music guy. Huge. No, he'll f- fit
1: right in with us. Huge. He plays the bass as well as the drums. I His love the wife, drums. she sings. She does yeah. guitar every now and then. Franklin my wife Street, can't sing. Franklin Street Band is just, you'd be at a restaurant and it's like, that's Franklin Street Band. That's Mick Mixon. What the hell? That's how they were and they, they wouldn't be booked or anything you wouldn't see it on the marquee they're just there to play and so yeah just have to f- have some fun. Sometimes they'd have like the instruments out and all of them would just be hanging and it'd be kind of thing where like, hey, you guys want to play something All right, we'll get up there we'll do something for you. but the break wind, and fire that was not a joke. that's a real band. <laughs> He's hilarious man. So they're not the Carolina's not going to be that good this year. Dude, you got Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, I Tom know, Brady. I know the Brees. other teams. Yeah, they don't. It doesn't you're look missing, like you're got... missing. You're missing your star on defense, right. like your main quarterback of defense for the last decade. You got a new coach coming from college to pro. You got a new quarterback who's been banged up his whole career. However. You do got one of the most exciting players in all of football and Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Robbie
0: Anderson from the Jets. Second. Close <laughs> second. <laughs> oh, no, Christian's second. amazing. See the picture of Christian's girlfriend? No. They might need to eat some like steak or something. They're they're ripped. They're both in unbelievable shape. And the thing I just saw Cam Newton, dude, he's like in unbelievable shape too. I I and if he doesn't get hurt. And he's got something left in the tank. I think it's going to be a a great marriage with the Patriots. I like
1: what Mick said. Like He's been away from getting hit for a long time. And the dude plays hurt constantly. His whole career he's been playing hurt. So if he can come in fresh. And the whole thing, too, of not being the Superman when you don't have to be. If he has been able to learn how to throw the ball away and and slide for once and save himself for another day, I think he's going to be there for longer than a year. But if he continues to try to stretch out for a a third and two when they're up by 30 points and then he gets hurt and he's out for the next week, best ability is availability,
0: my man. So I can't wait to see how he handles December and January in Foxborough. Be a little different than Carolina. Might be week one and week two this year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a little bit chilly about that time of year all right let's take a quick break we'll come back it's on the rob dibble show with ben darnell on your afternoon drive john Gallo on the ones and twos we'll be right back with the lucky land
1: slots you can get lucky just about anywhere